teeth are full of starbursts. I want to talk to you guys about knitting sweaters. <laughs> Dude, uh, hold on. Are, are we recording or no? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, what? I, I don't like that shirt. I mean, I like I like the American flag stuff, but I like the uh, other ones that you usually wear. The C shirts, the yeah. compound shirts? Yeah. Well, I'm sorry. And that's, <laughs> that's all I got to say. I'm disappointed. Why are you disappointed? I don't know. I like the shirts. Thought it was a staple. But I was wearing a shirt. I was wearing one of those shirts this morning. If that makes you feel any better, a little bit. Hmm. Doesn't make you feel any better. Hmm. I can tell. No. <sighs> Chris, congratulations. Thanks. Oh yeah. yeah, I was about to say. Does your daughter appreciate those shirts? She does. She hasn't really thrown up on them at all or oh. anything like that. So we'll see. She had her first uh, first real blowout <laughs> a couple of nights ago where she mm. and she's she does this thing where she kicks around and uh, and she kicked her own foot into her own shit. Oh, <laughs> and so she was swinging her foot around like like this, just like right in. Swung it right in there, and then you've got a real shitty diaper, and then you've got the feet just like <clears throat> with a foot full of shit. Dude, it's not going to be the first time or the last time it happens. And then once she starts getting mobility of her hands, she's going to start reaching down there, and then she's going to get it on her hands. Yeah, I'm really, really excited for that. Yeah. I, d- I did change a diaper in like, no joke, about 20 seconds the other day. It was just a piss <laughs> diaper, but like... <laughs> Took it off, wiped her down with the water wipe, threw a little coconut oil there, threw the uh, diaper back on. Coconut oil. Yeah, apparently oh. if you put stuff on that like coats their butt, their vagina and stuff, then when they shit, it's like easier to yeah clean up. Yeah. Now, if it dries, it's like tar. Why don't you guys compare notes? Matt, What did you use the coconut oil? No, but I'm oh. maybe on the next one. Maybe mm. I'll start doing that. I, I've mm. seems like Chris already has a lead in parenting. Mm. Yeah, you must I, be I a, just try to do things mm. better. You must be a better parent than me. <laughs> yeah, that's well, that's already. true. <laughs> it's true. Not surprised. <laughs> it's crazy being a dad, though. Yeah, it's very so it's week, very tiring, dude. Week one being into it, is it what you thought it was going to be? No, no, no. I mean, like it's. I don't know. I don't even know how to explain it. It's, you know, like you always hear people like your life will never be the same, man. Like you just, you just don't know like the love that you feel. And it's like, yes, I love her. Like I look at her, like I'm holding her and just like look at her and she'll look at me. And then I'm like, oh, I've just been looking into this baby's eyes for 15 minutes straight. Like I literally didn't know where the time went, but like, it's not like overpouring of love. It's just all of a sudden you're just like, Nope, like I have to take care of this baby. Like and and everything else just becomes <clears throat> secondary to that. I don't know. You get that feeling? Yeah, dude, I think it's cuz we're guys. I think it's different for females. And I might, I might be wrong, but as li- I've I've you your feelings change as they get older and they can start to communicate with you and they are actually like I mean, she's a yeah, human, she's, but yeah. It's it's a lot different when they're just they can't do much. You're literally just keeping this thing alive. Dude, that's it. She's just like, 
she dude my baby farts like she rips <laughs> ass dude today she was she, i was changing her and while i was changing her she started pissing and then at the end she farted while she was peeing so it sh- it <laughs> shot the piss like <laughs> <laughs> and these are the things that you just you don't think about and it's not even gross so are you are you changing the majority of the diapers right now yeah well no Yes, like <laughs> I say, a majority, but just bare, just a barely oh, okay. a majority, like fifty-two percent of the diapers. Fifty-two percent is yeah. a good estimate. <laughs> did you change a lot of diapers at the beginning? Yeah. What? So why did you? Why? Well, dude, Jenny, <laughs> dude, <laughs> Jenny was breastfeeding, and did you? <clears throat> she just went through this whole ordeal, carried a baby for nine months, went through labor, and it was absolutely astonished at the things that she went through so least i can do is take over the diaper changing yeah a little bit. that's kind of where that's kind of where i'm at with yeah. this too it's like it's just like all right well i really Same. can't do shit and let me help where i can i just I, dude i've i've been fucking cleaning dishes non-stop like i don't know what the fuck happens but i, I was there was 12 bottles today and it took like I don't know, it's like cleaning stuff for like an hour and you're just in like a daze. I'm just like, uh, okay, like, let me just clean things. Uh, well, I can answer that for you. It's because <clears throat> you've been home for a week. So you're just doing all your eating at home and cooking at home instead of going out and doing stuff. Yeah. Yeah. You said it's all bottles though. Well, no, it's you can that, eat and then you don't have to drink else. the bottles too. What? Where else am I going to get my food from? <laughs> the the meta- milk's not just for the baby. Wait, I can have normal The metaverse? He, yeah, I drink my milk from the metaverse. <laughs> so you want to tell us about this metaverse? <clears throat> I'll I'll do this. I'll explain to you guys what yeah, I think. Please, what, please stop eating the skittles. Right. I'll explain Can to you, you guys. you a little bit closer <laughs> into the microphone? <clears throat> you told me this was going to be informal. I thought we were here to have fun. Let me well, eat my you skittles. you were wrong. My teeth too hot. <laughs> my teeth too hot. <laughs> All right, so I'll I'll tell you guys what I think. What I've learned about the metaverse in my one-hour study session, and you guys can tell me what you think. I'm probably wrong about a lot of this. Yeah, probably. Dude. It was empty. Idiot. All right, so <laughs> I'm sorry. In 1992, Neil Stevenson wrote a book called Snow Crash. It's a sci-fi book, and he was the first person, apparently, to coin this term metaverse. So that's where the name allegedly comes from. Um, and <laughs> dude, that's loud. So <laughs> the farther you go back, yeah, the louder it is. Yeah, just just bring that chewing in closer. I think people. I think that's what people are looking for, Mason. I'm kind of looking for it. Mm. Well, with the, with the headphones, you can so, really hear everything now. So how's your tea? <laughs> Too, too hot. <laughs> you want to blow on it for you? Cool it off? <laughs> Continue. All right, tell us about the metaverse. <clears throat> All right, so he wrote this book and coined the term the metaverse, which is nuts. It's like any of these movies they make, and then it's like, oh, one day there will be you know, spaceships, and we'll go to space, and then we end up doing these things. So now this is kind of playing into that. But so Mark Zuckerberg came out recently and said, you know, they rebranded Facebook and their line of whatever their channels of it, uh, social media meta short for metaverse. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so the, the way that I understand this is that 
yes, he coined it the metaverse, but there's a difference between like the metaverse and a metaverse. So a metaverse can be different, you know, universes. It's like it's like a it's a noun, and he is he's it's like for Facebook, it's like like a proper noun. It's like a yeah. specific thing. Exactly. Well, they just I, changed their thing to Meta. Yeah, the the yeah. company name, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, just the Meta. But the Metaverse is going to be like a like the internet. Exactly. Like, yeah. yeah. So I read this cool article. One of the best ones. I'll send to you guys after this. Um, I bookmarked it on my my Internet Explorer. <laughs> um, so on yeah, right? Internet Explorer <laughs> or, what, or whatever <laughs> Safari <laughs> Internet. My AOL account. Yeah, I felt weird after it came out. So, so I'll send you an AIM message and we'll we'll go from there. All right, whatever. So the internet right now is, is flat, and then what metaverses do is they make it almost like a three dimensional world. Okay, which is like an easy way to look at it. So I came across this one a couple months back, and I didn't know what it was in in um, Coinbase. And so there's a currency called Mana, M A N A, which is the currency for another metaverse called Decentraland, and Decentraland. You guys play? Oh, okay. Have you guys ever played RuneScape? RuneScape or like uh, World of Warcraft or something Sh- like sure, that. Sure, yeah. So like, imagine you take those games and you put them into like this world. That's what it is. But you could just like I, we can go on right now on the computer, <clears throat> make an account, and we can go on there and do stuff. But the craziest part about all this is that people are paying actual dollars to buy the mana to buy their things in yeah. that metaverse. Yeah. So th- then this is the part that dragged me into it. Um, so they're uh, Sotheby's. It's like a huge art Yeah, the auction. art collectors and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I, I had never heard them before this. So they bought a plot of, uh, a parcel of land on Decentraland for like millions of dollars. So they have like their virtual store on there. And then, do you guys know what NFTs are? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so... And then kind they, of. Yes, yeah, non-fungible tokens. Yeah. So it's like... um a work of art or a piece of clothing or something digital and you own the rights to that. So they went and made like um, a gallery and then they're charging people to buy their artwork essentially digitally, which is just absolutely nuts to me. And the, the so in June they sold and I, I, I hope I read this right. They sold $11.8 million of crypto punk NFTs, real money. So what is a what's a CryptoPunk NFT? A CryptoPunk is just like the line of art that they made. Oh, okay. It's yeah, they're they're like uh, like uh, I think a lot of them are like monkeys, they like doing different stuff. Okay, dude, it's crazy the stuff that like people are selling piece like NFTs and pieces of this stuff for like heavy, heavy dollars. And I think part of it too that I've read is like if you set it up a certain way, it's like each time that it gets sold you get like a percentage of that sale. I think you can set it up that well, way. Well, it's because it's like you would own the the source code, if you will, right? So you have the original, but you can make copies of it and then sell those copies. But every time someone makes a copy of it, you're getting like a kickback of it. Oh, it's copies? I mean, you could technically make copies of mm. it. Oh, But okay. you have the original source code. Because I know one of the things that I saw that Kings of Leon is doing, the band, I saw that they were doing something where like you can buy an NFT and it was like starting out at a few thousand dollars. But basically, if you own this NFT, it's like a VIP pass. So you can get like early access to music. You get guaranteed tickets at concerts. So anybody that holds that pass 
like if you sold it to somebody somewhere else, they would then get all like the benefits of that NFT. It's like it's combined. It was like combining the digital world with well, that, the real world. That that's basically the the uh, the metaverse is the combination of that. But ultimately, um, you ever seen Ready Player One? Yeah, yeah, that's what it makes me think of. That mm-hmm. that's that is what I would say Zuckerberg's vision is. Yeah. It's like that type of environment. But like let's not forget Facebook right before this announcement yeah. <laughs> is like going through some PR issues. But ultimately it's like a question of, you know, not only now if you're fully embedded into this virtual or augmented reality it's do you give a company like that access to your basically your brain waves or yeah. you know your ideal self yeah that's the that's kind of the the scary yeah part yeah. about some <clears throat> but, of this stuff but i think the short term things that a lot of places are going to try and do is take like a situation like this instead of us coming into the studio and doing this face to face we could be in our houses we put on some glasses and then just as real as you to me look, like that's how it is. Yeah. Like I, I'm virtually in this room, but I'm actually physically sitting in my home office. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's the point where uh, the I there's an 11 minute video on YouTube. <clears throat> you can watch this pretty much all like the highlights of what Zuckerberg said so far that it's going to be. And there's a couple parts with like the holograms where eventually they'll have like, there's a couple different names they were calling it, but eventually the holograms will be like, we can be sitting with each other and then you can look away and then you can be back in your house. Yeah. Where you can like switch it on and off or you're taking notes and you're having a meeting with somebody across the world. It's, it's, yeah. I mean, augmented reality. Yeah. Yeah. And then virtual reality. Mm -hmm. But I think it raises a lot of like, I don't know. I'm probably not going to get it, although I am an investor in some stuff, but <laughs> that's just to make some money. Can you legally disclose who you're invested in? I don't give a shit. Um, uh, <laughs> NVIDIA is a big one. Yeah, so, the chips. Yeah. So, um, and yeah, I would say like Facebook, now Meta, Microsoft, NVIDIA, uh, like Unity software, like Roblox is another one. Mm. Um, another kind of example that people give of the metaverse is like those Fortnite Fortnite uh special events where they have the concerts and everyone's yeah. hanging out in the Fortnite world listening to a concert live. Um you know that say I, I don't know Taylor Swift's putting on or something like that. Like that that would be considered the the metaverse. So like how was it? Like when you went to Taylor Swift's concert oh, in there? I wish. Did you have fun? <laughs> Couldn't afford it. <laughs> Didn't have enough mana. But the yeah. other thing too is though is that you know you have people that like the cryptocurrencies are probably going to be more popular and more valuable because that is yeah. kind of the reality or the world where those things would be you know used more frequently. Yeah. Well, <laughs> dude, I think some of that stuff it seems like it's possibly it's possibly coming to the real world as well. Like I was talking Still to too hot. Ugh. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Tea is too hot. Hot tub's too hot. Hot tub's too hot. I'm not going to come down here anymore. <laughs> What's the matter? I'm sorry, guys. My parents just died a couple hours ago. Who you ever seen that? Zach I don't know what this is from. This is Zach Galifianakis. 
So Tim and Eric did like uh, Absolute Vodka commercial. So Absolute Vodka just gave them a bunch of money and said like literally make any commercial that you want. And then it's them two and Zach Galifianakis all sitting in like robes. And Zach Galifianakis has like like a geisha hair or something. And they're just <laughs> sitting in these chairs talking about how the hot tub is too hot. Doesn't do it justice, but yeah, yeah, definitely watch it. It's <clears throat> it's fine now. Yeah, it's talking. legendary. Oh, the tea's fine. Yeah, it's fine. Fast. Oh, good. I'm so relieved. Thank God. <laughs> what were you saying? I'm sorry, but uh, so like I guess uh, Ecuador or Panama or something like one uh, some it was it's a country in South America like bought I don't know. X amount of million or billion dollars worth of Bitcoin, and they're going to try to implement that as a like a national currency. El Salvador. El Salvador. Yep. And um, dude, I think I think people are pretty interested in that now, especially considering that nobody has any idea what's going on with real money right now. It's like it's there's probably like in in total in maybe say the u.s maybe the world like that actually understands what's happening with all of money there's maybe a thousand people total dude like that truly understands what's going on i have no fucking idea what's going on everything is is yes <laughs> and it's a bad guess too uh, an important part i left out if i could just let's jump. get back to the metaverse i just before wanna, i start just I, i'm about to rant on that cool but. all right let me just pop this in and then <laughs> we can let mason rant so the <clears throat> In Decentraland, this is the part that's just over the top for me. So one parcel of land on average, this is a couple months ago, cost fifty seven hundred bucks in real real dollars. What the fuck? In in the make believe in Decentraland, that's okay. what you have to pay for a parcel of land. And this is the the it just does it for me. You can get the land, you can build your house or whatever, and then you can rent that for real money for people to like have concerts in there. Put their artwork in for other people to come and buy that stuff. That doesn't make sense. What does the land give you though? There's a there's a finite amount of land in Decentraland. So once it's gone, I don't think you can. But does that defeat the purpose though? If it's decentral land, wouldn't that mean it's like endless land? No, De- Decentraland I think is that like it's decentralized no... that the players own the land. So there's not one entity yeah, that owns I mean, it. I get that. But couldn't so, you create more land? I, you, I would think you so. Know, there's only a thousand parcels, and you sell all a thousand parcels. Yeah, you're like, I need more gonna, parcels. Yeah, this is why I stick to Roblox. <laughs> <laughs> but that, that oh, it, they're a they're a metaverse thing. They are. Yeah, did I say that already? Yeah, you, you said right. they're yeah, investing one, something, but yeah, they're the one. They're one of the like the companies to invest. In. If you wanted to invest in the metaverse today, and you think it's going to be oh, this is going to happen no matter what. Roblox, I don't know how that that is one of the companies that people are highlighting as like a company to invest in. But isn't it mostly kids that are on that? I don't even. I don't. I don't even know anything about Roblox. I think or it's like pedophiles a, it's too. Like a but they, I, I think, I think why they are um, is the same thing with like Fortnite, where they have their own like in-game currency. Yeah. Where, like, instead of me giving you twenty dollars, I can give you. I don't know, 400, 400 robo blocks, robo robo bucks. bucks. Yeah. Or something like that. So it's like, like, I mean, if you were to do, if I hired you to do some work for me and he's, and I say, okay, what, what are you charging? I'll, I'll give you a hundred bucks. And you're like, no, give me 50 robo bucks. Like, okay, I'll 
try and find some robo bucks for you <laughs> i don't know let me ask my eight-year-old niece how i can <laughs> yeah. buy some robo bucks um no it's it's interesting because it it is that kind of ready player one feel to it that's what that's what i that's what i think of that's what i kind of worry about and i try not to be too um dystopian yeah go ahead and chew those skittles right in the microphone please uh, i try not to be too dystopian with it because like i don't want to be and there's also like there's some cool stuff that you can do with it it's just it's just strange it almost feels like there's two two routes that people are going is like going all digital or going like all natural i think i think what's end up gonna happen with the metaverse stuff and probably the same as decentral land is it's going to be the best things about social media and also the worst things about social media all just highlighted or like yeah times it by a thousand so like me being the history nerd that i am in the metaverse i could create a reality where i'm in the roman senate or something like that you'd be nero dude no eh, eh, screw you um (laughs) but um (laughs) threw him off his game yeah you threw me off big time but then you could also have like the the same kind of crap that's going on online where people you just argue with each other or yell people down and what have you but if you want to like really piss people off say you This is your life, right? You spend hours on end in the metaverse or Decentraland doing whatever you want to do, and you're the person you want to be. Well, you know, another big popular thing is that's happening a lot is ransomware attacks. Say someone hacks your avatar or whatever and says, Oh, that's true. Give me $100,000 and I'll give it back. Or they Mm. go, because part part of this stuff too is there's certain things where it's like a, it's like a push to get rid of anonymity online for a lot of this stuff. So it's like, what are what what are crimes going to be? You know, like are people going to view some of this stuff as crimes? And then if you got hacked, it's like we saw your player sixty nine, yeah. <laughs> Fartbot sixty nine four twenty was at the Seven uh, Eleven robbing. Well, I think I think what they're trying to do is too is like make it difficult for you to trace back the real person to their avatar. So you could be like uh I don't know. I mean, who knows how what how lengths you can take it to, but you could be a complete asshole like which I mean, let's face it, like the internet is some people just be assholes just to be assholes. Yeah. So you could be a huge asshole and then, you know, it turns out this is like some pastor at a church or something you know i don't know. yeah that's their outlet yeah but i wonder if it like using the it's oculus right that would be one route because facebook owns oculus. oculus yeah i think that's what they're trying to do is they're investing more in that and that's why they're because that's like the virtual 3d yeah augmented reality type stuff i wonder if having like the goggles on and being in that world would make you i've never used the vr goggles but i, I would wonder if it would make you feel like not being such an asshole Maybe, be, but it, like or I vice versa. I don't know. So I'm speaking out of school on a lot of this stuff, but we actually. So my brother had these guys come in uh, for his podcast and show off this software that they have that they built like with uh, using Oculus, and it's basically a way to teach kids how to do repairs on aircraft, but in VR. So you can go in, like take your things. 
like pull out batteries, flip the switches, put the tags on stuff. It's pretty interesting. So people are are starting to use it for like all these different ways that you can learn stuff. And like the the point that they had, which was pretty spot on, was that you you can't just buy a 747 or a certain kind of aircraft. Even a small aircraft is hundreds of thousands or millions of dollars to teach people how to work mm-hmm. on that. So it's there's ways that it's like just a practical tool, but I don't know. With that, it, it was like we characters. Like that's what it looked like in terms of like the the depth of the quality of it. Um, so I don't know. Like, but I hear there's like ten thousand, fifteen thousand dollar VR headsets that are like blow your mind. Yeah, I mean it. It's it's like any other technology that is being developed that we think is like oh this this is never going to happen. It's all about how you use it. So like, take something like. AI. Okay. Maybe that is, you know, beneficial because we can automate a lot of things. It could help us develop decisions faster. Like regardless of how you feel about, um, like say, take like the COVID vaccines. If AI didn't exist, those would not happen because like uh, Moderna, for instance, has like a, it's called like an AI factory where it can, you know, outline development paths and come up with a solution way faster and then is you the more data you feed it the better solution it could come across okay now take that if you had someone that wanted nefarious means you know yeah you know it could be the same thing it's a it's a tool it's how you use it yeah so that's the scary part about a lot of this stuff is like let's say everything's fine but somebody comes across that wants to use it negatively then you then you have like it well, could be a pretty disastrous situation, but that's literally with anything. So yeah, but the thing is, though, where, why it's important to kind of understand it too is not just looking at what companies are going to be doing with this technology. There's, you know, when we think back at like the Cold War, for instance, it was an arms race between us and the Soviet Union, right? Today, it's basically a, a tech race between us, China, and you can throw Russia in there. So it's whoever can come up with the better AI use cases, how to develop better machine learning algorithms, uh, natural language processor, all these Internet of Things. Yeah. Um, all this stuff is going to be like the economic leader, you know, moving forward. Yeah. Basically, yeah. So what were you, what were you going to say about cryptocurrency? Oh, I don't know anything about that. <laughs> you said you were gonna go. You said you were. Oh, had, the currency thing. So it, it's it's the. Uh, I think when we say like inflation, right? It's, yeah. Oh, there's too much money supply going on out there. It's really the supply chain. It's that the supply of everything has gone down, but the demand has stayed up. So it's driving prices up for everything. But what about what about like the doubling of the currency? I mean, I don't think that has as much of a factor on the inflation numbers as the supply. Like, take take the car situation. I mean, if there's there's a chip shortage, there's no sure. chips to go in the new cars, so you don't have any new cars. So your supply stays exactly the same, but the demand hasn't gone down at all. So if people are still demanding, like you have 10 people that want cars, but you only have one car, you then get in a situation, well, I'll pay $100 more. No, I'll pay $200 more. 
Yeah. And then... Well, know, even even more when it's your supply is diminishing quickly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's not even taking effect if the supply is going down. It's, yeah. it, that's if it just stays the same. But it's everything, and I, I mean... That's a good point. I never thought about that. Yeah. I mean, but this is like... Uh, what's the term like coming home to roost the chickens coming home to roost something like that yeah this is from like 40 years ago of decisions that were made starting with I mean even the last 20 years I think there's been like over 60,000 manufacturing like plants like shipped overseas we don't really make anything here yeah, you're right. And so, people have been talking about it forever. That, oh, there's so much stuff being made in China. Eventually, this is going to catch up with us. Yeah. I mean, but if if you look at, like, so if China makes, let, let's say, it, it's probably more, but let's say they make 50% of everything for the world. But now, they're becoming a leader in technology. And we already know that they're stealing intellectual property. Sure. Which... I, I, didn't I send you a picture of that? It's like they, I think the FBI estimated that it costs the United States $500 billion a year in intellectual property thefts from China. Really? Yeah. So it's, it's, you know, take our most valuable companies like American companies, if they even consider themselves American, like, like let's take Apple. If yeah. China somehow got all the information for the iPhone, like, their top product or whatever the top product is. Sure. And then they make a the exact same thing, but they call it the Y phone. The Y phone. <laughs> but hey, the app the, the iPhone costs you like a thousand dollars. We're only gonna charge you seven hundred. Yeah. And they already make it over there too. So when you you're control they're control they would control every stage of the product life cycle, you know, then they could control the market, undercut everything. Yeah. Plus, if you've got nothing to stop that either, that's promoted too, then it is what it is. You kind of can run wild with that. Yeah. And I mean, it's also like they're not our friend, like from like a country standpoint. So I, I think like, you know, maybe the moving forward should be let's get out of there. Like- like work with the companies that are here that have like take Nike or something like, Hey, we'll subsidize like basically what we're doing with Intel right now for the microchip, the U S government gave them like $60 billion to make factories in Arizona for microchips. Really? Yeah. When was that? Like seven months ago. Oh, okay. Yeah. But they don't talk about it because I don't know. It's a whole nother thing, but yeah. (laughs) Dude, it's crazy. I feel like I feel like it would be. I don't know. Maybe I'm like naive on this stuff, but I feel like it would make sense to bring at least a decent chunk of stuff back into the U.S. I mean, you have so many. You have so many. Like we used to have stuff here, and then we outsourced a lot because costs, and then like pollution and things like that. But I mean, if you were to bring factories back here now, after. 20, 30, 40 years, like the emission stuff, they would have w- under way more control. Like they would do a way better job well, with that here. Yeah, there's that. And there's also the, the just like what is critical for people's survival. Like if every single, 
uh, you know, say antibiotic or penicillin is made in, you know, let, let's not even just say China, but China. South, Southeast Asia. Let's say that. What happens when this their supply system gets disrupted or there's no, uh, the ports get closed over there? Or over here. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's then it's just like, you know, you don't have, you know, life-saving antibiotics that realistically, how expensive are those to make mm-hmm. in a factory here? Um, I, I just kind of look at it. It's like, you know, you, you can't sacrifice, I guess, like the security and peace of mind for very cheap labor costs. Because right now it's, it's, it but, is costing us. But that's the, that's the incentive structure is like, it's, that's what it was, you know, it was outsource that, bring these costs down. We'll just send it over there. It's whatever. I mean, that's, that was, that was the thought process that, that got us into this. It's, it was like, it almost seemed like a convergence of two things. It was like, make this stuff more expensive for these companies. Like that was like one group's push. And then the other groups as the companies were like, let's keep the cost down and keep moving. Well, it's, that's what it seems like to me. It's kind of funny that like capitalism drove most companies to do business with like a communist. I would say it's more globalist globalism then. But I mean, it is, it is capitalism, but now I think that we're kind of in like a crony capitalism. Well, it's been a race to the bottom. uh, Yeah. The the material that people are using become, you know, less and less quality. And well, yeah. Yeah. It's like, okay, so you outsource it, it gets shipped overseas, it's a shitty product anyways. Yeah. Like, and we're, it's not, I mean, yeah, a lot of stuff is probably cheaper, but at the same time, like, yeah, you had that My Shower guy on here. Yeah. I had them do My Shower just because they make everything here. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I, I'd rather pay an extra whatever it costs, like $200 yeah. to, to do it here. Like, and it's also like, I mean, and for what? Like, okay, let's take walmart or amazon you know they pay their employees shit like okay so for it just now wages have already have just now started going up because workers are basically saying i'm not working this crappy job anymore for the most part yeah at at the bottom rung like let's say that but it's also like i'm sorry walmart and mcdonald's are probably two of the most profitable companies in history they have plenty of money to pay people more than $7 an hour. And it's like, I don't know. You get what you pay for, I think also. Yeah. But sure. I don't know. Yeah. It's it. I've. So why do you think, why do you think crony capitalism? Like, why is that? I think it's, I think it's uh I think companies are more beholden to shareholders and wall street than anything else. So here's a perfect example. So, Take a, I'm not going to name names, but there's a company I know off the top of my head. Um, let's say that their revenue for this year, uh, our net profit, let's say that $10 billion for the entire year, 2021. Profit. Profit. After taxes, employees, everything at all. And they spent two of that billion dollars in stock buybacks. So, what that basically is, is if you have a hundred shares that people can buy on the, you know, New York Stock Exchange, and they, they eliminated 15 of those shares. So it's kind of like the supply and demand. You eliminate the supply, 
the value of those shares go up. So in theory, when they pass these tax cuts on these companies, like by the government, they're supposed to be using that money to reinvest in their products in research and development and in innovation in, in their employees to give them better benefits, to give them pay, higher wages, things like that. Well, when you take, let's say out of that $10 billion they made, when you take 2 billion of it and do a stock buyback, all that doing is, is you're making your shareholders richer. Yeah. So that like, like it'd be a 20% increase in the share price. So if you have a hundred dollars worth of hundred dollars per share, it's now $120. And let's say that company has 40 million shares and you own 20 million. That's how like a guy like, like let's say Jeff Bezos makes is like whatever. That's how he's worth that much money. It's all, it's from the shares he owns of Amazon. See like that, it doesn't, it, it doesn't. But, oh, okay, let me finish this really fast. I'm sorry. Sure. But then you have with this whole great resignation thing, you have employees at that same company that might be like, Hey, I, I've been working hard, blah, blah, blah. I've been, I'm way more productive. Uh, can I get a, a pay increase? Oh, no, it's not in the budget. What so fucking it's, budget? <laughs> so then it's like, then you, because these are publicly traded companies, they have to release, you know, kind of what they're doing and stuff. If you saw that, you'd be like, well, you know what? This recruiter just called me and saying that if I get this job, my comp is going to go up 25%. I'm going to call her back. Yeah. Like, and, but the problem is, is you have, you know, company A, that first company I give is now like, why is everyone leaving? <laughs> it, mm-hmm. So it, it's, you know, then it, it's stupid that they're, they're the incentive structure for a lot of these, I would say these mega corporations that realistically get subsidized a lot by the federal government in a lot of ways are like, I, they're like shocked that people are like, you know what? If I die tomorrow, you guys wouldn't care. Like I'm going to go do what I want to do or yeah. I'm going to make as much money as I can. Well, dude, that's what I'm talking. So that's what I'm talking about is it's jobs. It's the, the economic system. It's all of these things. It's tax breaks for these companies. Like all, all this kind of stuff is like, people are starting to say like, why, why, why am I a part of this? Like, why am I doing this? Why am I working super hard? I was told for a long time that this is how I'm going to be able to make money. This is how I'm going to be able to support my family, do all this stuff. And then like, all right, everyone's, they're doing well. Like, I want to be a part of that. No. Well, then I'm going to do my own thing or I'm going to go somewhere else. Yeah. Especially, but, yeah, especially with like a public, publicly traded company. And mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know because I haven't done much research on this, but you can go and pull up their what their profitability is and yeah, their revenue and everything from that year, right? So yeah, I could see a lot of people if I was one of them looking at, you know, oh, wow, they made this many of millions or billions of dollars and this is my cut. And if you're an integral integral part of with a business, then you should. Well, it, it's, it's... Well, people are also saying like, why, like, why would I keep going? Like, why keep going up this? What is going to be at the other side of this? Like, I'm going to work my ass off for what? Well, you know, and here's the other thing, though, too. It's it's uh, it's where it shows where their values lie. I think with a lot of places like that, it's they're be- more beholden to Wall Street, the shareholders, 
than they are to their own employees. And, you know, there, there are faults to like, say stakeholder capitalism. Like there's faults with any kind of theory or mentality, but I think a lot of places are getting, a lot of people are getting frustrated because it is, I'm busting my ass for all this. And then what do I have to show for it? Or when shit does hit the fan, like it did in the beginning of COVID, the first thing that a lot of places cut were employee people. benefits. Yeah. Well, not even before people, it was, hey, we're not doing your little 401k match, which is like, let's say it's 4%. Yeah. Like, we're not doing that. Um, and uh, we're not doing like uh, tuition reimbursement. If So it's a lot of the, the employee packages, you know, that maybe were sure. a reason why you got, you went there were, is what got cut. Yeah. But, that's a good point. Well, I think it. Sh- I think all of this stuff showed how uncertain everything is. I think that's what made people start looking at this of like, why would I keep moving up if all of this can just be taken away? You know what I feel? It, it, it almost shows how fragile everything really is. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, a small – COVID wasn't a small change by any means, but it, it disrupted so many different things that it's like – the dominoes are so close to falling in so many different places. I think it, I think it just accelerated it. I think it, like if you take, if you look back in like 2015 and this is a, uh, like I'm, I'm fiercely like independent on the political spectrum, but you have to ask the question, how does someone like Donald Trump get elected in the first place? You know, because he's nowhere any, he's, he's his own little, force you know Mm -hmm. he's not really a republican he's not a democrat but he's his own guy but if you listen to some of the stuff he's talking to like some of these places where these factories left i mean and i feel like this sometimes when i look when i listen to these earnings released by some of these companies is that people want to feel like the game is fair but the way it is really set up is that you have like uh, some hedge fund manager has a 50 point lead on you and you're playing basketball (laughs) and yeah and you know what i i have to you have to ask like people like okay what are some real reasons that trump got elected in the first place because it's not magically that everyone became racist all of a sudden when the black guy won two elections in a row um you know but it's that i think a lot of people are looking like you know what you guys didn't stop anyone from shipping my middle-class job overseas. I had to start completely over. I lost my pension. I lost my blah, blah, blah. Um, now I'm I'm working, uh, making $20,000 less a year doing bullshit. I don't know. Um, and those jobs are never coming back. So, yeah, you know, I, I think that's, that's what it is. But it's also like if you're... If you are like, uh, and, and actually Facebook got in trouble with this too. So say you're a coder, right? Where you, you're doing, hey, you know what? Information technology is the future. I'm, I went to go work at Facebook. I'm making, I don't know, 100K a year. Well, because it's a global company, they could maybe take, okay, we have a coder out in India who will work for $35,000 a year. Guess what, 100K coder in the United States you're out of here. See ya. We're actually going to hire three guys in India for $30,000, $35,000 each. Um, and then we're going to, I actually turned down a, a job offer because this company told me this stuff. 
And really? Oh yeah, it pissed me off. I um, <laughs> so I was in the middle of an interview, and you know the Great Resignation thing got uh, brought up, and uh, you know I asked like, what what are you think some of the attrition are? And he says, oh, we went public like a year ago, and we outsourced about two thousand jobs. Uh, and I was like, huh, okay. And then like you know after the interview, you know they they reached out to me, they gave me like an offer and everything, and I was like. It was like Friday when they gave me the offer. Then uh, I slept on it. Monday morning, I said, I'm actually going to decline and because of this reason. Really? I uh, I said, I was like, I don't agree with the outsourcing of American jobs. Like, for whatever reason, just so you can appease shareholders. Like, I, I think it's kind of stupid. I don't know. Yeah, dude. Well, you know what's kind of what's interesting? Good for you, Mason. I know. Good for you, well, patriot. But you know, but not to sound like a freaking Bernie Sanders socialist kind of guy, but like there's like re- crazy reports out there where like 90% of all shares are owned by like the top 10%. Yeah, dude. It's yeah. Dude, so like that's what ha- this is what drives me nuts with this fucking COVID shit is like, and nobody thinks clearly about it. It's like everybody that is like, we should keep everything shut down. You don't know how bad it is. It's really bad out there, but I still, I still need those. I still need those cups from Amazon. I mean, <laughs> my daughter's onesies. You know, they're not gonna just, they're not just gonna ship themselves. Somebody's got to do it. But you're the same people that fucking hate big business, and you also wanted to keep all the small businesses closed during this time. So you just like even further destroyed the fucking middle class of America, all those people running their own businesses that were working with big companies that made this stuff possible. Now you just remove that middleman and yeah. now you just have companies that get bigger and bigger and bigger during this time. But that's where I think the crony capitalism stuff comes in because, the, and maybe it's because I'm naive about how taxes actually work and all this stuff, but you have... All these politicians that say tax the rich, do all this stuff, tax, tax, tax. We want to take all this stuff. We now we even want to tax ungained, like unearned futures yeah. and stuff. But like, it almost would make sense to me if you literally had like a flat tax across all of this stuff. Like, let's say a your corporation, you pay ten percent or fifteen percent of all profits whatever it might be or earnings whatever it might be like or revenue however you want to do it so people can't like siphon shit out but keep it like as simple as possible because what happens is in my mind is that when these people say tax the rich you got to tax all these companies blah 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 dude those companies have entire legal teams that and and uh tax teams that know how to look at this stuff Find ways, find loopholes, all this stuff. That's how you hear these big corporations pay zero dollars in taxes, all that shit. If you guys keep raising those taxes, how are they paying nothing? Because they're getting around it. And then everybody else that's left that doesn't have an entire legal team or tax team to go out and find all those loopholes, your taxes just go up. Like, Well, actually, the rich just got a big tax break again mm. in this latest Biden bill. So, yeah, well, I, I, well then maybe I don't know what the fuck I'm talking what about. What is this? This is the trillion dollar. Yeah. It's, it's like 2,500 pages which, long. Which, 
like, so if, if nothing else changes, probably what's going to happen is the Republicans are going to overwhelmingly take over the, the House of Representatives because of just the approval ratings. A lot of people think like, you know, you could argue that things are worse than they were under Trump and under the COVID like things that are happening in COVID, like uh, in other states, like the cases are worse than ever. Uh, inflation's way up. It doesn't seem like anything's being done to alleviate some of these supply chain issues. Um, and, you know, the guy's not there, basically. But if you look at the, the I think it's like 1.2 trillion. Originally, it was supposed to be like 3 trillion. Yeah, the bill. Yeah. But so you have like, with the Democrats, you you have some weird camps, right? You have like the progressives, like the squad, like the AOCs, um, who basically just showed that they were, you know, don't have any political leverage at all with this bill. But then you have the corporate Democrats. These are like the Nancy Pelosi's, right? Well, if you notice with these corporate Democrats, they basically replaced... I would say the Republicans of like the early 2000s as representing big, big business. So Nancy's Pelosi is from San Francisco. What's in San Francisco? Silicon Valley. Big tech. Yeah. So one of the things that they passed was like, it's like a salt tax relief. So that's state and local taxes. So basically if, you know, if you pay state and local taxes, which the highest tax rate I think is in California, big tech, Sure. You can now write it off on your your uh, taxes. So it, it's it basically eliminates like something like I think they're estimating like uh, this is like five hundred billion dollars. It, it's going to wow. amount to because it the people that could write that off are like mega know, if companies. You, if you make it's no, it's individuals. So if you make like five hundred k or more a year, it's like it really benefits you. So, I, I mean, everyone can do it, but it basically raised the limit of that what you could write off, say, from $10,000 to, like, $80,000. So, wait. So, so then somebody – so she gave tax breaks to – That was in the bill. That was in this bill because some of these corporate Democrats were basically saying, if this is not in the bill, we're not voting for it. But all the stuff that they cut out of this bill – for the most part is the stuff that progressives really wanted and that were like popular campaign trail promises, such as like the free community college, universal pre-K, uh, I don't know, more uh, the social infrastructure stuff. Yeah, that it. stuff was cut out. That was the stuff that was cut out. They, they did do something with the universal pre-K, but if you look at it, it's like, you know, it's like the, a, sh- like a shell of what it, yeah, I mean it. It's basically like you know, instead of getting three dollars, they gave them one dollar. But it's also, uh, uh, you know, the progressives too, because it's not like a. They don't have a huge margin in this in the house. I think they have like twelve seats or something, maybe ten seats. But the progressives make up like, I think like twenty, right? So if they would have done been a voting block and be like, we're not going to vote for this unless our stuff is back in this bill. That, makes sense. That's basically like what happened is you had these different little blocks that have, you know, 
different little uh, rep- people that they represent. It's political party inside a political party. Yeah, but what you're starting to see, though, is that, okay, maybe someone like AOC actually does care about, like, average people. But you have these corporate Democrats who really only care about the donor class. Because, you know, it, it's like... That's where the re-election comes from. Yeah, that's where all their money comes from. But it's like this. Like, if you're a business um, and uh, you do consulting work and one one client pays you $100,000, another client pays you $5,000, who is going to get more of your attention and more of your, uh, you know, who are you going to go the extra mile for? Sure, 100000 It's, unfortunately, it's like that in politics, too. It just seems so unfair. But it goes back to what I was saying is like, you know, if people think that we're like, if we're all on the same field playing the exact same game, you know, people are, I I would say that they would be happier with the results, but it kind of goes back to what I was saying. There's like, how does someone like Trump get elected in the first place? It's kind of like shit like this when you see what happens where you're like, okay, don't feed me this bullshit. And then like, I'm not going to vote for you guys again. You're going to turn to alternatives because you might be like, eh, you know what? I don't, I don't like that guy, but this, I don't know, crazy commie over here says he can get rid of my student loans. Might as well vote for him. He might be able to do something for me. Yeah. Like, I don't know. You That's, know what opened my eyes to some of this stuff and thank God there are people like you in this world, dude, because if it, <laughs> if it was people like me, man, everything would just go right over me and people would take over the world with no problem at all. But like, have you seen the show house of cards? Yeah. How much stuff goes on? And I'm sure that, you know, not everything like that happens, but it opens you to the idea that there's a ton of stuff going on behind the scenes like that, that well, a lot of people that are, you know, well, uninformed it, like myself wouldn't even realize. What I mean, happening. I mean, and that's, that's the, uh, that's the tricky part when you get into like a system like this, like a, a Republic, you know, people like say democracy, it's, it's not a democracy, but, um, you know, like if you if you take it back in time, right? Like the the Civil War, you know, you could argue that's probably like one of the most pivotal moments in this country's history. But I mean, they don't really do a lot of details. Like that, you you almost need a class to understand what actually led up to it because it you it was from like literally the the Constitutional Convention to the Civil War there was issues that led up to that, but not to draw like a correlation or anything, but in the South, right before the civil war, like there's like, let's say there's 12 million people and 4 million of them are slaves. Well, out of 4 million of those slaves, 300,000 people own slaves out of those 300,000, maybe 5,000 of them own 90% of the slaves. Well, just so happens those 5,000 basically wield the biggest political power in all those states. I didn't know that. I mean, so it's like the Pareto distribution. It's the 80-20 principle. Have you ever heard of that? Yeah, but that's that, that's that's slightly different though because I mean, from like a productivity level, the North was way more productivity product. Uh, no, it's than, more it's more about like the way that things accumulate in that. So like a small percentage yeah, okay. of people. Twenty percent of people own eighty percent of whatever that yeah. would be. Yeah, yeah, 
but I mean that that's basically what it is. But if you, I mean, like, you know, ultimately like slavery was the key issue, but if you have those guys who have wield such political influence, yeah, it does make a difference when, so, you know, you had the whole West being developed and, you know, states entering statehood to join the union. It does make a difference whether or not it's going to be a slave state. Whereas the average Joe white guy in Alabama who doesn't own slaves, who's poor as shit living off the land probably doesn't give a crap about that. So then you get into these like culture war things. It's like, Oh, if they free the slaves. You're going to lose your job. You know, it's like, Oh crap. I don't and then you that. get people bought into certain things that maybe yeah. go against their ethical backgrounds. And before you know it. Yeah. 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 But I mean, wow. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it's, it's, Crap like that, and then, dude, this is kind of off topic. Not off topic, but I'm gonna jump back a little bit. It takes me a few seconds to process things. I just process this. So, like, I think, like, imagine you're Jeff Bezos, right? Like, right now, you start selling books out of your garage, <laughs> and all of a sudden, you know, over a course of however many years he is, and to the point now, would you even realize that, like, the decisions that you're making are contributing to all these people's lives? I mean, I know he knows, but. Like, it's like one step, like if you were to tell, you know I mean? If you were to said, yeah, dude, you're going to be one of the richest people in the world and you're going to be paying these taxes and you're going to be responsible for these people's incomes and their families and these things. I just don't think that it's a thought that maybe you get to that spot and you're not thinking about all these things that you're impacting. It probably, you probably, know I don't think there's a, I don't think there's a way that you could know that kind of impact that you would have. I think That's, even if you are Jeff Bezos and you have all this information coming to you, it's probably still almost impossible to understand the impact that you're having on people's day-to-day lives. Well, if you if you I think it's I think the only thing he might have thought about and I I never read too much about him, but like there's like case studies or stories that people talk about is it's the culture that they kind of developed at Amazon and that's why they're at like when you think about Amazon you think of like okay I'm gonna buy on my app and it's gonna get here tomorrow yeah but really they're big money makers Amazon web services like I mean it's not their big money maker but that's gonna be their future that's gonna make all their money yeah I'm just trying to tie this back into like with with how politics is and you get these people that are you know bucking the system off of you know 20% of the people have 80% of the power in this situation. Yeah. And they, it's like slowly increased over time. And all of a sudden it's like, we're doing these things. So are we really supposed to be like, I think, I think it doesn't seem very, I think, I think that one might be a bad example though, because I think that they just developed a better product. Yeah. I think something like maybe Walmart, like I I haven't stepped foot in Walmart in like, I don't know, 10 years. Like that place sucks to me. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Like in, in like, you know, they, Last time I was there, it's like shit service, you know, whatever. Oh, yeah. Don't so this episode is sponsored by <laughs> Walmart. Come on in and get your smiles on, baby. But, I mean, you could. Chris has been waiting to use it <laughs> all episode. Ah, uh, couldn't wait. But if you look at the 10 richest people in this in this country, four of them are from the Walton family, or I, I think at least. Last time I saw this stuff. They're yeah. up there. Yeah, they might be there. in the. The but they're 20. all they're all yeah. heirs. Hey, let's yeah. not. For, I want to ask you guys about this water thing too. But keep going. Uh, but they literally would go into like you know take a like 
you know, you see these dollar stores all over the place, yeah. dollar trees or whatever. Which I don't understand at all. Well, it's because they can go into a really small town and say, <laughs> it's the same, Fort Myers does this too, Lee County does this. So take- uh, Dollar General's all over the place. Well, take a, a big company like Hertz, for instance. Yeah. They might give them like, hey, you know, you guys build your offices here. You're going to, what? how many employees do you think you're going to employ? Oh, we're going to employ uh, a thousand people in this office. Okay. 10% of them are going to use the Dollar General. Well, we're going to give you like as from like the local county might say, hey, on your property taxes, we're going to knock off like 3% off there because you're employing X amount of people. And those thousand people then buy homes. They it, it makes up for it. So there's like weird incentives when it comes to that. But it's like when you get, uh, you know, a company like, Walmart that comes in and says we don't want to pay property taxes at all. Or I think even Amazon did this with some when they're develop like they're deciding on like their like a local office and region. Like I, I think yeah. there's a story like AOC like ruined them in New York. In New York because she said like we're gonna raise taxes on them if they come here. And she's like, all right, well we're gonna this is gonna provide like five thousand jobs. So I guess mm-hmm. you guys you don't want more jobs in your district. I think that's why they went to. Uh, Virginia yeah. instead. Or quid pro quo. Yeah. But th- but like you also I don't have know what that means. <laughs> this for that. You scratch my back, I scratch yours. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> but like, you know, you have uh Let's scratch my little back. <laughs> <laughs> but if you have like um take like Bezos also owns like the Washington Post. Yeah. Which I, I mean, didn't know that. Yeah. If you have traditional media, you know, probably like the Washington Post, Wall Street Journal, New York Times are like, you know, some of the big things. Yeah. It's not like the Washington Post is going to publish a story about <laughs> what? what you, Nothing. <laughs> negative about Bezos. Yeah. You laughing at his voice thing? I was, but I was just, <laughs> laughing, just laughing, dude. I don't know. Are you laughing at my voice? Sorry, Mason. I feel like I interrupted you. Continue. Yeah, please go on. I'm done with that rant. Can you tell us about the uh, water thing? Do you know about this? Yeah, we were. You you were sending something with the Walmart or Walton family. Fuck it, I'm getting in on this candy. You were talking. I don't think we were doing. You sent a video. I think it's from Crystal and Sager. Let's chew right. Sponsored by. Sponsored by Skittles. <laughs> What's ASMR? It's that like uh, voice shit where it's like you listen and it's like somebody kind of whispers and then like people like the it's like the texture of your voice or something. You guys ever see those mukbang videos? What? Mukbang, mukbang. The fuck is that? Like people eat a chew into the mic a little closer. People, people eat a exorbitant, <laughs> exorbitant amount of food. Is this one of those like fat fetish things? No, I don't. Maybe it is, but I don't know. This is. It's like all a, right. Let's stop chewing in these fucking microphones. All right, sorry. Yeah, please. It's annoying. Anyway, You're Matt, ruining it for the audience. Yeah, Matthew. What's a mukbang? It's like. 
it's like a popular Asian culture thing. People get like an exorbitant amount of food and they eat it. It just reminded me because it's kind of along the lines of this AMSR. It's a weird for the sumo community. <laughs> no, it's like, you know I knew a sumo wrestler. What? Yeah, really. You knew college. A sumo? He was a world. He's world champion. His name was Soslan. Really? Yeah, he's from Russia. What was his name? Soslan. 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 Wow. He was champion. a Russian sumo wrestler. Yeah, he went to Japan. He was a sumo wrestler. He got banned for life for uh, smoking weed. From Japan? Yeah. Well, from, uh, yeah from Russia? Know. From sumo wrestling? He's born in Russia. What was he banned from? The weed? <laughs> the weed? <laughs> he was banned from sumo, the sport, in Japan for smoking weed. You um, know what it sounded like when uh, <laughs> you got banned? Because he was high. And then he's like, Oh, you can't come back here and do no sumo no more. <laughs> Is that what he said it sounded like? You got a button on there that makes it high pitch too? Yeah, I have to change it, but I, th- yeah, I think so. Cool. <laughs> yeah, this guy was big as hell, man. But like, yeah, like You're you too tell- fat. Get out of here. <laughs> you could tell that was more like Arnold Schwarzenegger. I mean, he was, he was like muscular, but he was, yeah. I mean, he's. I forget what his sumo name was, but yeah, he has a picture and everything. Yeah, like, did he? Eat he had like the hairdo and all really? that. Yeah, like the bun thing. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Have you guys ever seen that Russian guy? They, I think they call him like the Russian bear or something like that. He was like a wrestler, dude. There's oh, something of he's him, like, like breaking people's arms and stuff. Yeah, like he would like slam people. I think he would like the way he would work out was like carrying fridges upstairs or throwing fridges or something like that. Do you know what I'm talking about, Matt? Yeah. I want to show Mason a picture of him because this dude's like an absolute maniac. He's a, like a beast, but they call him like the Russian bear. Some This is one, this is one of the pictures. I've never seen that human. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. 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 This is like, it's a famous picture. Um, Alexander. (laughs) <laughs> uh, spelled with no spelled with a K where the X should be and an R with no E at the end hmm. oh, oh, Ale- Alexander the experiment uh, Carolyn aka the Russian bear interesting yeah how did you meet the sumo wrestler <laughs> he came to football or he came to uh, he came to the United States to learn how to play football really <laughs> yeah and every he came up to me during practice he, he English wasn't very good for him at the time. He's just like, Mr. Kickman. <laughs> that was you, the kicker. <laughs> you kick, you little pussy. <laughs> He's like, Mr. Kickman, how are you doing today? <laughs> <laughs> then he'd be like, uh, just be like, Mason, I'm very sad today. Why? What's going on? He's like, I lost my puppy. <laughs> like, I'm sad. Yeah, yeah. He'd just be like telling some, like, he would just talk like very, like, random. He's like, Mason, what does bodyguard mean? Does that mean you kill people? I'm like, no, it means you prevent that. He's like, oh, Tupac not have good bodyguard. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? But yeah, he was a he's a. This was Russian insights. He's an interesting human, dude. Um, he was a nice guy, but yeah. speaking of Russians, let me just hop back on this Alexander guy. His wrestling record: eight hundred and eighty-seven wins and two losses, both by a single point. That's a lot of wrestling matches. Holy shit. Dude, maniac. That's nuts. <laughs> Dude, I met a Russian guy one time. I went to this like like leadership thing in Washington, D.C. when I was in like eighth grade or something. I met this this guy, 
uh, I guess kid seemed like a guy. He was from <laughs> South Central. The Russians, when they're born, they're automatically adults. He was definitely seemed more of an adult than me. And like he had a cut on his face like this. And I was like, what's that from? He's like, I got fucking slashed in the face. I was like, are you are you kidding me? He's like, nah, dude. Like that's how my school is. He's like, I got shot at school one time. And I was like, are you fucking serious? He's like, yeah, it wasn't too bad, but I was crying like a little bitch. I was like, dude, you got shot. He's like, yeah, it's all good. He was like, I don't know. He literally was from like uh, Compton. Where'd you meet him? At this like leadership summit in Washington, D.C. He's from Compton. I remember him because uh, he's a Russian. Yeah. His name is like Kyrill or something. And uh, I remember his brother died like the last night that we were there. Like he got a phone call and like his brother died. It took a dark turn. Yeah. It was. Yeah, it's depressing. Yeah, I was trying to like hook up with this girl that <laughs> his brother died and just kind of Oh my god, Chris. Put a damper on things. <laughs> I would say so. Well, I didn't I I gave gave that up because of the situation, but So you're asking me about water? <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah. Well, yeah. You would say something about water being sourced by Walmart. There's some kind of monopoly that they have going on in like a river or something they own. A body of water. Yeah, something we talk about that. Try, you sent us a video. It's like the Walton family oh, trying to. Oh, oh, oh! Don't you oh, lie to me? Oh, oh! You oh. don't remember that video? No. Ready? Um, get, hey, get ready with the the beep. Don't you <laughs> lie to me? <laughs> you fucking piece of shit. Fucking mess up. Whole fucking ass piece of shit. No, no, that uh, it's the um. So. <laughs> All right, so tell us about the <laughs> fucking shit. <laughs> Dude, the beep gets me. The sensor. I'm oh, fucking love four it. years old. <laughs> uh, never stop being 13 years never old. Never grow up, Chris. I, it's probably physically impossible at this point. So, <laughs> <laughs> My brain don't work no good. <laughs> Chris got this entire setup just so he could do a deep voice and <laughs> yeah. bleep unnecessary cuss words. I saw this guy on Instagram. It's Poddex, and he did <laughs> he did this whole like fucking thing on this. And I was like, "All right, it's another one of the roadcasters, whatever." And then he like was like, "And then you could do this." It's like I got to figure out a way to buy this thing. <laughs> buy now, Amazon. Buy now. <laughs> anyway, tell us about this water stuff. Yeah, you. <laughs> so so basically there's there's one river that supplies all of like the southwest United States to their water. <laughs> what river is it? The Colorado River. <laughs> That's a pretty big river. Oh yeah, so it's like so you got you gotta think it's Colorado, Arizona, like New Mexico. Utah and like <laughs> South California. And so the Waldens uh own the river? <laughs> no, no. It's it's basically <laughs> the rights. Yeah, you, you got you gotta think. So, yeah, so sorry, if the I, river if the river So runs they for, own this river, the Colorado the, River, right, they own it? The no. right the rights though, they're <laughs> all right, let me put it in a way that's so easy you're to, right. Let me put it in a way that's easier to understand. You know the Mississippi River? You don't think I would have understood it a different way? <laughs> no, no, I don't. 
you know the Mississippi River? Yeah. How it, it, runs, like, <laughs> yeah, how it runs like the entire length of yep. the country? Yep. Who owns the rights to that river? Lewis and Clark. I do. Well, <laughs> it's, I say I do. It's, well, it's if it's a bunch of states then put together. Yeah. So it's like nobody really like owns it. It's exactly, so then yeah. it would be like a tr- like a tr- a trust. That's not the right word, but like it reminds uh, me of Decentraland. Like nobody owns it. Yeah, no one does own it. But Decentral if River. you get say like someone that in the middle of it, let's say I don't know right next to St. Louis, they decide to build a dam. God damn. Like, <laughs> so those states below that don't get any water. But the thing is, the, the situation on the Colorado River is that it's at like every year there's less and less water in the river. Cause they, because they're siphoning the water. I heard, cause, so for well, this, I heard it was because they, they didn't predict it properly or something like that. Like they... They did these assessments in the 70s or something or the yeah. 80s when it was like a high rain and then yeah, it was it was just like an overestimation of the reality. Oh, I did hear that too, actually. Yeah, no, that's, that's right. But you also have, I mean, like LA gets water from this place <laughs> too. And I, I don't know how many people live in LA, but like-, like Shitload. Yeah. I mean, I think that's the biggest city. They all rely on this one place for water. So wait, the Colorado River supplies LA? Pretty sure, yeah. Holy I think that's fuck. one of the spots. Huh. But like, all right. If you want to see like a good example of where people go crazy, just look up like just Google water wars in like Central Asia. So these little countries you probably never heard of, not little, but these countries you never heard of, they're they don't really have water. So you have like literally gun battles like over like water bottles that are happening. That's very real. Yeah. But I mean, why couldn't we do that here? Why couldn't? I mean, it could. That sounds (laughs) like fun. (laughs) (laughs) Got to go to the range, get my skills up. Your skittles up? My skittles. No, dude. So, so, so what, how does, how does this situation lead to that? You gotta be smarter with the water for sure. But like, all right, so you could look at like some of the stuff that, um, like, I'm pretty sure Israel does this really well. Where instead of like, you know, you drive by a farm and they're just shooting water up into the the area like that. That's that's just wasting water. Whereas if you did like a drip technology or you ran a, a hose with like like right next to the roots under underground, the water would go directly into the roots, not being shot up in the air. Yeah. It's going to evaporate know? before it even hits the ground. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So like, I mean, there's a bunch of different things that you could do with that. Um, you know, maybe not living in a desert also might help too. Like a place like Arizona, uh, you know, with like I think Phoenix is technically in a desert. Yeah, dude, that's the crazy thing. Like, you ever go around the country and look at some of these places, and you're like, "How did this place come to be? <laughs> like, how did Phoenix happen?" I think that about places down here, dude. Like swamp lands. Like, how in the world is our entire communities on? Oh yeah, this land that was mostly water. Well, they drained a lot of this area. Like, yeah. apparently, so I was reading something like in the 
late 1800s, <clears throat> some like Florida state thing said like, I don't know, 80% of all of Florida was uninhabitable or I don't know, 60%, like a super high amount. And then I think the Army Corps engineers drained out a bunch of the Everglades in the 50s or something like that. Well, what they did was they diked uh, Lake Okeechobee. What? Hey, excuse me? They built dikes around Lake o- Okeechobee. Okay. So what what Lake Okeechobee would do and when it overflowed, it was called a watershed. So all that water would flow south and then drain into the Everglades. Well, when they built the dikes around it that stopped the flow, that's why you have these al- these crazy algae blooms that yeah. we get because they built canals that connect to where we are. Can I ask you a personal question? Yeah. All this information that you know, do you search out for it or do you, you like see something? You're like, I have oh, conversations with a lot of people and if I'm really yeah. interested in a topic, I like really focus in on it. And you yeah. just remember? Yeah. Well, that's if, what I'm if asking. If I'm like, really interested in it. Like, but, do, do you see something and you're like, I'm interested in that I'm going to seek it out or does information come to you and you just remember everything? No, if, if I don't care about it, I don't remember it at all. Mm. Like, it was weird you forgot my name when you came in. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> if you see me in a conversation, I'm just like kind of looking off. I'm not listening at all. Yeah. Um, like just being completely honest with you. So if you ever see me out, like like when we had team outings and if I was sitting at the table and I wasn't involved in a conversation, I was kind of like looking around. I, I, I wasn't listening to anything that was being said. So you weren't listening to me when we were all drinking two for one martinis at Bar Louie. No, I was I was thinking about something else probably. <laughs> thinking about, about those dollar burgers. Oh, Kachobi River. <laughs> or art, but but I guess this when we had that crazy algae bloom, that is something that I looked into. I was like I was like, what the hell is going on in this? But um wait, you guys aren't from around here, are you? Okay. Not or, not originally. <clears throat> okay. Been here for ten years though, eleven years. Okay. Well, when I've I was, been here for a while. When I was in middle school, this is something that they taught you. Are you from too. here? Yeah, I'm a exotic species. Yeah, you're so. one of seven people in Florida, <laughs> born and raised. But you know, so FGCU, for instance, like when I was in middle school, there was just like a couple trailers there. That that's like an environmental school. So like we did field trips there where you go and went like hiking in the swamps and stuff. Yeah, like, people have told me they graduated. You guys did. Yeah. So. But that's how you kind of learned about it. But when you had these algae blooms, you're like, why the hell is this happening? Well, also turns out- Big sugar? Big sugar is everything south of Lake Okeechobee. So they're probably not going to be happy if uh, their sugar fields get flooded with uh, shit water, basically. <laughs> um, but, you know, it's okay to pump it to the shorelines where we have to where we rely on tourism and fishing yeah. for- the local economy but yeah well and plus one thing i heard too is that there's there's two paths to the water it's like here or the <laughs> there's two paths to the water it's here or the east coast and the east coast has way more money so then it gets pumped over here and then we get all this algae i don't know about that what so like the east coast has like a lot more you have like Fort Lauderdale, Boca, West Palm, Miami. So you have like more financial leverage to incentivize people to send the water to the West Coast. I mean, but Naples is over here though. Algae blue. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but if you think about it, like Naples doesn't necessarily get hit as hard by 
this stuff because it's oh, it's not that it's out of the range, but it's it's not. I don't know. It's not often that like red tide like destroys Naples. It's usually uh, up in Fort Myers for so sure. Sanibel, all like, that stuff. yeah, Sanibel. I feel like it's hit hard. That's also a lot of. I mean, it's expensive yeah. to have a place in Sanibel. Yeah, but Sanibel's pretty small, especially yeah. in compar- comparison to Naples. Yeah. Fort but, Lauderdale, Boca, all that stuff. But I don't know. Give uh, Ron DeSantis another credit. He kind of seems to fix yeah, that seems problem like a little bit. <laughs> it's getting better. Yeah. I mean, you don't see, you don't see like uh, every single year another thing of red tide. Like yeah. as bad as it was. I yeah. think it's probably unavoidable. That, that one year, like, what was that, 2017? Or There's like dolphins it was showing up real, dead. And it was bad. one of my first years down here, so it's probably I moved in 2015. I was like 17, yeah. maybe. There was there was like I mean, literally like the river was like green, like dark there green, was dead sea life everywhere. Yeah, big stuff too. Yeah. yeah, like there, I think there was like dead dolphins and it, shit. Well, it, you know what the you know what the fucking annoying the the most annoying thing about that is though is that that's where a lot of the fish breed, like in those estuaries. Where they're dumping all the algae. Yeah. So they, you know, if they can't breed, you know, you can't have a thriving fish population. So well, yeah. It's when, like, yeah. When they spawn, then their eggs stay there for a while too. Yeah. So like that's their habitat for that time. Yeah. So it's like, I don't know. While we're eating candy, like maybe we don't need as much sugar. <laughs> true. Very true. <laughs> I disagree strongly. Yeah. You eat a lot of candy. The metaverse, you can eat all the candy you want. <laughs> Dude, next podcast, let's not even come here. Let's just uh, log in. Be in, in the metaverse? I, I don't know if I'll ever be that, dude. I'll be like one of those little uh, Facebook execs that be like, yeah, I designed the algorithm, but uh, yeah, no one in my house is allowed to be on Facebook. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. It's it's scary that it's get, we're going to get so far away from each other in this. It's going to take I think off, I, I think you're like. going to get... Um, did you say this earlier? I think you're going to get like two camps. You're going to have people that are going to go all in and spend all their all day there yep. and then you have some people that'd be like no i'm i'd i'd rather be in the real world i'm not even gonna look into it at what, all what do you guys think because <clears throat> companies have kind of adapted you know the times that we're in to some extent you think this is kind of the next like conference call the next teams meetings those types of things you think it'll take off Everybody gets issued an oculus when they- i think it'll take i think it'll take a little while but i think it's 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 probable because like some, uh, my cousin, he's our age, 30, 30, 31 ish, somewhere in that zone, but he lives in New York city. He's a lawyer. And during COVID he got an Oculus and he would have, he would put it on so he could have multiple screens, like multiple computer screens. So you can have like three screens and you can like look at your different screens within the Oculus. And I was like, you need to get the fuck out of your apartment. When was the last <laughs> time you left your apartment? He's like, oh, a couple weeks ago. I'm like, dude, that's not good. He's like, I have a picture of the Louvre here. <laughs> like, <laughs> great. He's like, I also have a picture of Yankee Stadium. Here. Go, good. I, you know, I've, I go outside in Florida. Well, you know what? Uh, um, I, I I can't come on, not come on here and not mention a book. Uh, Sapiens is a good book by um, Noah Yuval. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Write that down, Matt. <laughs> write that come, down. 
Oh, I actually have it. Uh, it's out of the library right now for checkout. But yeah. Next time. Uh, well, what I'll, I'll get do is back. I'll do an exchange. Probably yeah. give me two weeks on the Stoic yeah. book. And Chris then is about to get it. a freaking late fees for his. Uh, yeah. His I, you had a little bonfire out back for Lana's birth, right? You used the books as kindling. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Anti-intellectualism at its finest. <laughs> but, um, but, oh, let, me, let me finish yeah. my point really fast, though. On that, so on the Sapiens thing, he kind of talks about um, from like a <laughs> from like a biological perspective. Dude, you guys are talking shit about me and Chris over here. No, he's, not, he's, not, he's not munching into the mic like you, though. He's got <laughs> manners. Sorry. But like from like an evolution standpoint, like you're not any okay. different than uh you know, an ancestor 5,000 years ago. Yeah. I so strongly agree with that. So it's, it's, I'm pretty primal. You put <sighs> in like, you put that into like an augmented reality or virtual reality. What does that do to like a psyche then? Or, Oh, it's going to tear you up. Yeah. I don't know. But it's also like, you know, even right now you're seeing it with some of these social media platforms. Like here's the thing though, dude. Huh? Huh? I think what? Huh? If, what? if if somebody were to believe in evolution, <laughs> what? If someone were to believe Sit in down. evolution. Well, no, I, I think I said that wrong. So if, like, if you... <laughs> I didn't even think about you said that. <laughs> so if Jesus didn't make that earth... So what I'm saying is, so, like, if you think about that, and if we've evolved over time, maybe this is, like, that next step where, do humans are amazing at adapting to their environment. Yeah. There's no doubt about that. But if you put this in front of us, it's going to be tough on yeah, the psyche. But over time, this it, this might be the real world. What is that movie? Um, Ready Player One? Ready no, Player not, One. not Ready Player One. I think it's called Ready Player One. No, it's not. The dude that kind of looks like Tom Cruise, it's not Tom Cruise. Terry Cruz is in it. He's the president. It's an old oh, uh, Idiocracy. Idiocracy. Idiocracy, and they're like everything's digital. They're inside their house. They're only on the TV. Like that's what it's going to go to. But I feel that that will happen. So, maybe. I mean, who knows? But no, it's going to happen. <laughs> I I do also think though too that I think the reason why you're starting to see a lot of mental health issues or people claiming they have mental health issues is because of some of the social media stuff. Because now it's like hundred percent. I agree. It's like that's why we need to support Liver King. That's but, why we need Liver King as president, dude. Well, Liver King is the man. Do you know about Liver King? No. Uh, what's dude. a Liver King? No, 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 not, no, no. It's not the, a liver, the king. liver King. The Liver King. He is definitely it? wouldn't approve of what we're doing right now with the Skittles and so human. Yeah. This. Dude, oh yeah. He, this, dude, let me pull this up dude, for you. This dude. It's it's pretty. It's pretty interesting. Good morning, primals. Yeah. So you like you know what grounding is. You put no. your bare feet on the ground. Oh, yeah. There's like yeah. a negative energy, the eye on something that. I don't get into that new age stuff. This though. isn't new age. This is like you were talking about your ancestors 5,000 years ago. This is like he, he he brings everything back to your to your ancestors, how you should live, how you should eat, the way you should interact with your family, to get away from technology. Yeah, I think that you need a, a like a cleanse sometimes, like if no no phone, no anything like that. You know what I feel the worst? Mm. is like after a long weekend of me just like binge eating crap food and like staring at the TV. That's when you feel the worst? I feel like the at the end of the weekend, I'm like, oh man, I just, I feel like my brain is mush. I don't feel like I have energy. But like if I stay busy all weekend and I'm outside and I'm doing stuff and I'm working, like that's when I feel, I feel better doing that. 
I, I think though that a lot of people don't know how to be by himself. Yeah. It's him. Oh, I've seen this guy. Here, let me find you a better <clears throat> one. I saw him doing something. I saw the one I saw of him where he was. He's like eating a no, bunch of shit. No, he was let me see in, in the rain carrying like 315 or something. Oh, like just that was walking. a video of me. <laughs> no, I've seen you work out. Yeah, yeah <laughs> stop it. I, I I don't think it's a thing. I think you're right, though. People do have a hard time being alone. I, I don't understand that because I like well, doing it, that, but I think it's being around the wrong things when you're alone. But also, yeah, exactly. So like being when I say like being alone, like no phone, no TV, yeah. no nothing, where you just kind of sit there and like be with think, yourself. Think, yeah. Be like, with your thoughts. Like People don't do that anymore, dude. No, no, they don't. And it's also like, you know, I think that's when you get like those moments of clarity in a little bit or some self-reflection or like you, you do have that conversation with yourself. Like, um, like, you know, in that, that book right there, a lot of her stuff is ask yourself these questions. When are you going to have the time if you're scrolling through, uh, your phone or, you know, responding to every single email that comes through? Like, I, I think uh, I think people struggle with that, and unfortunately, a lot of the stuff that we have today rewards like narcissistic behavior in a way. And that's why people I think do have health, mental health issues is because they don't get enough likes, they don't like how they look, or someone says something like trolls them or what have yeah. you. I just saw today, of course, on social media, Ed Sheeran said something that's kind of cool. Um, he said that like when he goes on the way he uses social media is to promote himself, right? Yeah. He puts his music up there or whatever. He's like, I'll, you'll never catch me taking a selfie. Cause he's like, I feel that people that take selfies, they, it's like a serious problem. The only reason that you're taking a picture of yourself and then posting it online is to get the likes because somewhere deep inside, you know, that you're having a bad day. You know that like, yeah. you want to be loved. You want people to like what you're doing, what you're about. And I was like, mm, I guess that there's some truth to that. Yeah. I, I think, <sighs> Weirdly, I think like uh like to me, social media should be about communicating and connecting with people and talking about stuff. Like if that's how you're gonna use it, but when and when it morphs into like I don't know, I I just have the Instagram for the books now. Yeah. But like I remember like Facebook, it was just all about. I feel like all I saw was just ads. What's your book uh, Instagram? Oh, that's that's my personal one too, man. Let's talk about it. What? What's it called? Oh, that's MJ Prayer Twenty Two. It's very private, though. Oh, not uh, anymore. I have, I have stuff set up in Everyone private. Everyone follow. Blowing <laughs> up now. <laughs> but no, I just—I mean, I just recommend books. But honestly, like I, that's the only time I—I uh, I, I do have a lot of people that message me about them to talk to me about books and things like that. Where do you find the time to actually read books and like set aside that time? Um, it depends on what I'm reading. So if I'm reading a book that is for work purposes um, or reading something for work or doing research on a topic, like I'll, during the workday, if I have a meeting, like a client meeting that cancels, instead of that half hour of checking my email or, you know, doing that, because that could, kills time and I feel oh, like yeah. I'm not productive, I'll read for a half hour that, that workbook. Um, but, you know, I, I try to... Uh, like I, I take a lunch break, so I'll read on my lunch break. Um, and then, you know, you just you just make time for it. Like I, I don't really watch, you know, TV or shows or things like that. So um, if I do, it's like 
one show at a time in a way, or it's yeah. like one day a week. Like, a, like I, I like Great British Baking Show, so <laughs> that's on Fridays. It's hour long, so I can I do that for an hour. But uh, you know, I I probably read like two hours a day. Holy shit, that's yeah. a lot. But if you it, the thing is though is like if you you have to cancel out the distractions and what have you. So that you're focused on that one task. But if you think about it, it's not really a lie. I mean, it's different. You guys have kids and what have you, but like, I mean, work, the gym, and then from say six to when I go to bed, like say at 11, 11 o'clock at night, that's five hours. I don't want to spend five hours watching TV. Oh, that's fair. Yeah. You know? I just feel like I'm like, I don't know. I just try to jam pack my life full of shit i just feel like i go so many different directions that i just i don't know i spin myself into uh like a a cycle of not getting things done but that's actually something that um uh, i i kind of picked up from a couple of these like business coaches that i've talked to not even like i don't have a business coach but i interviewed a guy mm-hmm. on my podcast and he talked about uh, tiny habits. It's not atomic habits, but it's like tiny habits, but like setting up your day and having like these things structured and like planning things out, out actually helps yeah. mitigate a lot of that. And I've noticed that it does that for me. The, the thing too. is with that though, is you have to be focused on that, what you set out to do though. Yeah. So if you like, like for me, uh, some people at, like when I tell people at work, like my processes and like how I do my day, they're like, uh, what's wrong with you? Like the first hour of the day I'll, on my calendar will say like emails. Like that's the only time I want to look at my email in the morning. And then the last half hour will be emails again. Um, I might like look at it, make sure nothing's like super urgent, but is that like your like the deep work that we talked about? Yeah, yeah. That that's kind of how I started structuring that. But regard, and then I have all my notifications turned off for like, you know, messages, like internal messages, the emails. So I actually have to make a conscious effort to go check my emails, mm-hmm. um, or to check my 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 pings or my my internal messages on on stuff. Because that way, like, if I'm talking to a client, I don't have these little notifications come up on my screen. That okay, wait, wait, what did you just say again? Can you can you repeat that? It's it's focusing on that one task. And then same thing what goes with reading. If you said, Okay, I'm gonna read 30 minutes a day, put your phone in another room, go like sometimes that helps me is like I in my community, like my clubhouse is pretty empty at, at certain times in a day. I'll take a walk and not have my phone and I'll I'll read there for 30 minutes. Um and then I'll walk back, get some fresh air, get out of the house, and boom, back to work. Is that because your girlfriend crashed your car? <laughs> <laughs> I already told that story. I'm not telling it again. <laughs> it's old news. <laughs> Can't what? even find a car. I've been reaching out to Matt every day. You have He's not helping. <laughs> I can help you out, buddy. Motherfucker. I can't afford it. Metaverse has all my money. <laughs> dude. Just buy one in the metaverse, bro. Yeah, dude. Buy a car dude, I, and I was, you got three hundred bucks I, to buy an Oculus. I was listening Should be to about a guy, $5, I, was, I was listening to a guy and that was one of his selling points for the metaverse was that if everyone bought a car in the metaverse, global emissions would go down ninety nine percent. 
And I was like, dude, well, how are you going to get food? <laughs> it's not about food. <laughs> yeah. Metaversal food. Yeah. Dude. Yeah, it's it's strange. I do think that we are still the same exact things that we've been for thousands of years. I know I've realized that when I was in Utah one time doing certain things <laughs> and I was like looking up at the well even even if you take like like I know we we've talked like philosophy and stuff a bunch of times if you take some of the stuff that say Seneca wrote or uh you know Plato or Socrates yeah some of the wisdom that they have like that stuff the ideas that they wrote down you're like it's all relevant well, shit this is really smart so it's like okay th- these guys didn't have anything like a computer or anything close to it like, you know they had their thoughts that's it on yeah things and it's you know pretty much if, the same yeah i mean it kind of like makes you wonder like i mean with some of these technologies again like what is the is it a tool or a crutch crutch mm-hmm. you know I, I mean it depends on who you ask i, I think thought it depends it. it depends how but, you use it too yeah. like i'm i'm realizing that with like social media and stuff like that and trying to grow the show and grow my business and start making these like online courses and things like that. Like that stuff's important and people do look on those things for actually finding real value. Yeah. But it's also, you do have the flip side of like, like desperate people or people that are shallow or people that are upset looking at that stuff. Like, Oh, you know, I'll never be that blah, blah, blah. I'm just, getting more depressed it's it's kind of one of those things of like it's how you use it it's just Mm -hmm. sinister how addictive it is and that that's like a an approach of it but do you guys think our capacity to learn stuff has gotten smaller since them or do you think it's the same we just focus our attention towards too much i think it's same i think it's the same but i think we focus our attention towards too many things I think it, there's too much noise, you know, coming at yeah. you. Yeah, that's something I battle with all the time. Like I'm kind of like you, where it's I'm doing a billion things at once. I texted you about us doing something else, while <clears throat> I'm already working on five different things, and it's like maybe the reason I can't retain these things like, is because I'm bouncing you know, that, off the walls. That book actually right there um, that you have, uh, like I'm almost done with it. But she actually tells a, an interesting story. If you even or turn the clock clock back to like your grandfather's time, like let's say it's in the fifties. They went to work and they came home, right? Mm-hmm. Or maybe they brought a little bit of work home, but it's not, they didn't have a computer all the time. No. Or a, a phone, phone in your pocket where you're, you're, you get a notification every time you get an email, every time you get a text, every time there's, you get a call. There's a distinction of where your day started, started and, and ended. ended. Yeah. Whereas it bleeds together now. Now, if you, yeah. if you really wanted to, um, which I don't recommend, you could work 24 7. Like if you really wanted to, like you could be constantly plugged in all the time. A lot of people are, and COVID actually exacerbated that. Yeah. I talked to one buddy at the beginning of this. He's he was doing, he like worked for a big tax company up in Boston. I was like, how is this? He's like, it's a fucking nightmare, dude. Like literally, there the day doesn't end. Like yeah, I still I'm still expected to get calls at nine thirty from my boss, answer them still be doing work there's no there is no off time you are working 24 7 yeah and i i think that's 
you know, I, I'm not one of those people like that though, because I, I set up boundaries on myself and I, yeah. you know, I'll sacrifice a little bit of productivity to hit the ground running like again tomorrow and not be completely miserable where I have a mental breakdown. Like, I think that's where like some people get confused, but you have, say you have a guy like that who's busting his ass and, and working like 15 hour days all throughout COVID. And then, you know, firm reports record numbers and go to just circle it back to the beginning of the story. Exactly. Oh, Hey, we can't give you a, a pay increase, but Hey, don't let productivity go down. Your, your goals are now what you accomplished last year. And it's like, shit, I'm not going to be able to do that again. Dude. I had a, I had a boss, the last place that I was at that this, this wasn't the person that was running it. <clears throat> when I left, this person ended up getting fired like very shortly after, but they were like, okay, well, we're going to redo the commission structure. It was like, okay, I'm not going to be like super anti-change or anything. What is the deal? And it was presented that the numbers literally didn't equal 100%. Like when you added everything on the spreadsheet, like nothing added up. It was basically, now we need you to do like, like there's like multi-year deals. I think company-wide, we did like two out of like hundreds of sales, they're like, yep, this year, next year that your commissions based on 40% of your deals need to be those. I was like, <laughs> well, that's not going to happen. Like, yeah, but we need to push for it. It's like, but that's not like, that is not how things are set up. And, and then it was like, well, you need to hit this stuff and we're also going to pay you 40% less. So it was like you can either take a cut here or you can, you know, keep this in place, but we'll cut your salary. And it was like, I was like, so you, you're literally telling me that you want me to increase my sales by 40%, but you want to pay me like 30% less. And then they were like, yeah, of course. I was like, <laughs> what? Like, how, how are you telling me this with a straight face? Like, how does this make sense? And they're like, well, that's how we did it at, X big company CRM company is like okay but we're not that like it, it's 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 like what the fuck you have to have incentive structures but they also have to make sense because like attainable well they have to be attainable but they also have to be like let's be real like I, I remember my my first job out of college like I didn't know what I was getting into but it was like an entry level sales job and I had capped commissions well okay I would exceed my goal like all the time in hopes of getting promoted, but promotions never came. And there's a whole lot of reasons behind that. Like I, I basically got effed over on one of them because my daddy wasn't the VP at one of our biggest clients. So like, it was literally like, I remember sitting down across from my boss. And I was like, "Do you do a better job than me? No. Do you have better potential than me? No. And I was like, then what the fuck am I doing here? Yeah. And then, so what I, 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 at that point I was like, I need to find another job. I'm quitting. Well, as soon as I hit my mark for my capped, uh, 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 commission, my, I hit my sales numbers. I hit in like, so from like, I forget what month it was. And like day eight of the month, I, I stopped, I didn't stop working. I just sat at my desk for the rest of the month. And they're like, what are you doing? I said, I hit my goal already. Like, what do you mean? You have to keep making sales. And I said, I'm not getting paid for them. Why should I? Yeah. 
know? Yes. Yeah, How could you? They're like, we need to have a talk. And I said, yeah, we do. Actually, consider this my two-week note. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, you fucking idiot. Like... <laughs> But then he, I remember, I'll never forget this guy. He said, uh, he said, what, you don't want to make money? I said, I'm not making any money. Yeah. <laughs> you what, you don't want to pay me? What a genius. <laughs> I, I don't know. Oh, whatever. I, I don't know. Like, it, it's, it's just like, I think, uh, I think, I think people are, are slowly waking up to like, you know, you can't constantly sell someone like some bullshit and then expect them to put up with it forever. You yeah. know, and then, you know, don't be surprised when you have all these people changing jobs. I mean, it, what, what's what's crazy about it is like from a capitalist perspective, this is actually how it's kind of supposed to work, where the the labor kind of dictates their pay in yeah. a way. Yeah. Um, But it's also funny because you have the people at the top, you know, bitching about it when 90% of all the wealth the last 40 years has gone to the top. But they're one percent. But they're, like you said, it's not. They're not capitalists. It's not this. It's not capitalism that you're that you're seeing. It's it's like crony capitalism, which well, isn't yeah. really how that stuff works. It more. I feel like the Great Resignation stuff is more how it works. Is like, yo, I'm not going to be part of this. Like, I'm going to go figure out how to make stuff on my own. Like, that's how that's how I view it. Well, I think I think there's also- a bunch of stuff to it, but. I think with a lot of things too, like I think part of it is, is that people don't want to do the shit jobs anymore because it's, it's not worth it to do to work at McDonald's for $7 an hour. Um, so that's why you have them paying like what we think is probably ridiculous, but it's also makes you wonder like how low are other people getting paid? Like, you know, like, yeah, should, so teachers only get paid, say like, I don't know how much they get paid, but let's say they only make 50 K a year. Okay. Clearly that's a very important job as we've seen with all the school shit that happened the last two years. Like, okay, maybe we should make it so that teachers don't have to worry about paying bills. Like, you know, make enough money like to, to do that. Tons of teachers are bailing. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Because it's a, it's a, why would you want to do that job? Dude, I could not imagine being a teacher right now having to deal with like, no matter what you do, you're the devil. Like, yeah. All right, I got to go to the school and it, the parents are either going to yell at me cuz people are wearing masks or because <laughs> people aren't wearing masks. Well, dude, on top of it, I feel like <clears throat> yes, it's a very important job, and I think that when you're trained for that role and you study to do that and teach other people, you should be able to make some decisions yourself on how you teach. Yeah. Your curriculum. Well, and everything's still like these tests and... And now it's like, hey, and I just know because I've talked to my brother about this a little bit and I've I've heard some other things and it just seems that you're handed this stuff and this is how it is. Okay, you get here at 7.30, you leave at 2.40 and then that's your day. This is what you have to teach them. This is how you have to teach them. Just... It's (laughs) fucking... (laughs) (laughs) But like... (laughs) <laughs> but at the uh, at the top though i i think like the people that are working from home like the white collar jobs yeah they like the freedom i think so now you yeah. have say say like you know giant fortune 50 company says hey actually you need to come in 5 days a week well the office in boston or whatever and they said hey actually i i relocated to uh i don't know idaho labelle florida middle of nowhere like Why? what the fuck is labelle 
like you know it's like yeah. oh I, I actually wanted to have 10 acres and and i'm having a little farm on my little and a mule yeah yeah <laughs> it's like it's like I'll, I'll work for you but i'm gonna work down here oh no we can't allow that okay then i'm just gonna quit you know so it's like i think that's it's like a very weird dynamic so i think that there are people that like the freedom of the remote work to do that what they want to do like um versus the office setting and then you have the people at the bottom of the rung like you know good for them get get more money yeah like i don't blame you it it does screw i would say it the small business owners i i will say are in a, a tough pinch though yeah because it 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 does make a difference if you have five employees in your comp in your business and all five of them want more money. Yeah. Like, you know, I don't know. It, that, that, that is a little bit tougher for them. I don't I'm know sure. what the right thing is with that. Me neither. We need to figure it out, Chris. Yeah. I was a small business owner. <laughs> that's your home. That's your homework for the, for the, all right. Uh, for the Fair enough. I think my primary homework is going to be, Keeping this baby alive. Yep. Yeah. Getting some, catch some Z's, dude. And finish, uh, finish those books, man. I know. I got it. I'm trying to finish this one now. I'll be done with that one. Matt, you want my copy of that one next? This copy of I, Red I want Cape one Rescue? book at a time. So let me finish <laughs> this one. I'll turn it in, and then you give me what you think I should read next. I think I kind of want to read that deep work next. Didn't I give that to you? Yeah. You you know what's another thing too that you can do? This is this is how I kind of started my my reading journey. Yeah, just read one chapter a day. Yeah, that's, that's kind of what I did with this. Yeah. yeah, just read one chapter a day. Just ease into it. Yeah, it's like working out. Yeah, and then once you kind of develop that habit, you'd be like, you know what? I want to keep reading. Yeah, read it again. So simple. Yeah, life lessons for you, Matt Reed. Thanks, Mason. I don't know what I would do without you. I don't know. Thanks for all the life lessons, Mason. I'm going to break that thing. <laughs> Why? <laughs> you don't like it? No. Why? No. So what if you hit voice setting? Uh, Then it just goes into like the different um, like processing is stuff this on the, it. Is this the... <laughs> oh, this. <laughs> oh, I wanted to play this. I wanted to play this for you guys. Um, We did have... You know, a listener call in from uh, Pod Inbox. Chris, so we got Chris, a little bit. Is this you? No, this is not. Okay. This is not me. Just pretending that you know left it. So we have a uh, uh, Bill Craig, uh, yeah. Billy Craig, Billy left a, a message on Pod Inbox for us. So let's play this for everyone. Hey, Rick, uh, longtime fan calling in. Just wanted to ask you a question. A quick question here. Um, where did you get the mental fortitude to not want to murder your two sons? <laughs> um, Richard, uh, someone who's met both of them. I mean, I don't know how you didn't do it years ago. I like like if it was me, I mean, they would be dead by now. They're <laughs> the worst. And I just, I don't know. You deserve a medal or a lot of money. I don't know for, just making it through all this time with them. So that's probably the only question I have for you. Um, you know, keep on keeping on. Hey, I got an answer to the question, Bill. Bill's, I, Bill's I, think we, I think we just realized that 
We we at least eliminated one person from being uh, possibly the godfather of my baby oh, <laughs> with Bill. this with this message. You fucking <laughs> asshole! You fucking piece of shit! I was hoping he was a hey, long time listener, first time caller. Yeah. <laughs> we we need more people to pod yeah. box. What is it? Pod inbox. Podinbox.com slash China on. Slash China? China on. The name of the podcast, Mason. I don't know. It's China, okay? (laughs) It's going to be tremendous. It's China, okay? Hey. (laughs) Fucking China. You know what we we should do is maybe the next podcast um, preemptively send out what we're going to talk about and then ask people if they have any thoughts or things. Nah, man. I just rant. I talk about I know stuff. you can rant, but still, it would let people send some inbox stuff. I covered Civil War, politics, Pause. water. Honestly, dude, I stopped China, listening after the Civil Metaverse, War. Metaverse, <laughs> Decentraland, books, 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 more books, books. Oh, you said Sapiens was your book re- recommendation, right? Oh, Sapiens is a ten out of ten, man. Oh shit! Yeah, we got ourselves ten, a 10 out of ten. Don't read that book when you're. When you're sleepy, though, because it, the one it's a I, lot. If, if you borrow it from me, it's a hardcover and the thing weighs like 15 pounds, probably knock you out. Yeah, it's like thick paper. Do you guys want to go splitsies on a plot of, or a parcel of land in Decentraland? Yeah, nah, man, I don't, I don't buy Decentraland. I'm, I'm, I'm only metaverse. It's like Apple versus Google, like on the phones. No, no, like no well, that's Apple a, versus Android. You, you, so you one or the other. Listen, dude, like, the Central Land came out in 2015, so there's a bunch of different metaverses. Like RuneScape is probably considered a metaverse. Minecraft probably a metaverse. There's know, like you, certain criteria. Where did you has get that from, fall dude? Into. CNN. No, I don't watch the news. <laughs> Fucking lib. <laughs> don't shoot <laughs> that stuff to me. Well. Ooh, I like that. That is very nice. All right, mm. let's all ride off into the sunset together and uh let's see what this is. No, I like that. Ooh. Welcome to the smooth jazz. Oh, you hour. need to have your little intro song on there. I'll figure it out. So it when kind of so, makes it a little bit more difficult for so the So when video you editing. end it, when you end it, you play it and but we're still talking and the person's talking, you're really like, yeah, hey, yeah, it didn't you really like <laughs> don't ever come back. <laughs> I like that. That's cool. So, did you load these in or? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, you gotta load your, uh, your theme song in. Tendy. <laughs> I like these smooth jams. That was pretty good. Yeah, that was, that was neat. And we'll end it with that. Yep. Thanks, everybody. Have a good night. Good night. Oh, man. My ears. My poor little ears. Get me.